train. It's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky. Spread your wings. Vegeta had just got his anger management chip for two weeks of rage-free living, no longer bothered by those it girls on the street. With this little young thing on the corner, is he about to snap? Find out this week on Ballin' Out Super. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, Alex. That's pretty good. So in this scenario, you think that Vegeta just gets mad at hot chicks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh. can't stand hot chicks. 100%. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. He just sees him out and he's like, look at how hot she is. That shouldn't be allowed. I think he's more just like... <laughs> so you have everything given to you, don't you? <laughs> I think it's also sort of like, you're not even a comedian. You just talk about how fuckable you are on Twitter. <laughs> You did two in- open mics. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it's who has a wet ass pussy? <laughs> Ugh. All right. And who the- has a wet ass piccolo? <laughs> yeah, that's what that song's about, right? It's a wet ass piccolo. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wet ass. Leave it in because when he well, wet when ass he, piccolo when he shoots his arm out. Yeah, that's it's all ma- wet. Yeah. yeah. And we all know we call that cloaca macaroni in a pot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, let's I'm go. I'm a wet ass piccolo go on. <laughs> Gushy wushy. <laughs> Jeremy. Oh, but they're all named like drum and like tambourine and stuff. <laughs> so they'd all be like gushy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hello, yep. everybody. Welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super. Super. Super duper. I am your host, Jeremy Hammond. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rosleon. Yeah, give me that wet-ass pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Leo season, baby. Let's go. And Alex Patak. You guys are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Rat Pack music? Oh, Hello, wait. another week. Wait, Ben Shapiro doing a wet-ass P-word. And the P-word is, of course, <laughs> P-word is a Namekian man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and our guest this week, of course, Big John, John Rosenberger. Hi, everybody. Big Are- John. Ooh, 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 Big John ooh. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning down through a window to whisper into a nearby computer. <laughs> Big John Okerson. <laughs> Has that ever come up for you, or have you ever been confronted by Big J Okerson? Um, no, I did play Big J Okerson in a sketch. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. What yeah. was the context? Um, well, technically, I played a character named Big Shit Pfeffernin. Okay. <laughs> mm, <laughs> different. And it was. Uh, did you guys ever watch any of the Reek of the Week videos that Nick Nanny and Tyne DeLong used to make? about bad smells that was kind of like a jackass about bad smells 
Sounds oh, about what? right. No, yeah, <laughs> no I sold so many right, bad yeah. ones too. Uh, we in their second season, uh, they had a runner where they had a competition where if you could tell us the worst smell, then my character, the prize was that I would come to your house and take a shit in your bathroom. <laughs> oh no! So like, I just cut a bunch of bunch of like interstitial promo stuff like. I'm coming to blow up your house. But I had like, <laughs> I had the fingerless gloves and the oversized cargo shorts. And the <laughs> and you're like looking at the audience like, any yeah. of you guys ever shit in an Asian girl's bathroom? <laughs> then, I, I have. thought the most like dominating thing you could do to someone you hate is take a shit in their bathtub. Ooh. In their bathtub? You know, in their bathtub? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And just leave. You know, my friend Dane Cook actually had a take on this. Oh? Oh, really? He was saying that if you're at a party, right, you don't want to be there anymore, um, one way to liven it up would be to take a shit on the coats. It was kind of gross, but people thought it was really funny. <laughs> Man. He was Dane? like, what? And then you'd have to is come. That, you'd have uh, to be the one who breaks the news. You know, someone shit on the coats, you know. Dane Cook, is that like one of your hometown friends or... Was he a yeah, we started together. Player? Yeah, started together back in Boston. <laughs> I was twelve um, <laughs> or younger. <laughs> you were one of those like precocious, like the, the who was that little girl in Texas? You remember who would do like the oh, whose father was like grooming her into stand up. I know there are so many abuse. of those girls. That it really man, is. There's so many. That man has to be in jail, right? Like, put him in prison. Yeah, he's, all, everyone quietly thinks about this girl on mic. I know. Well, we're all trying to remember. Like, no one talk until you really figure out who this is. Well, but I remember everything about her had that same vibe of just like dad is pushing this life on her because she's always wearing yeah. like Ramones t-shirts and stuff. And you're like, you're a kid. You don't know who that is. You don't care about stand up. Right. What is right. this? She's, a, she's up on the stage. She's like, you ever noticed your dad? Uh, he won't be happy until you're a star. <laughs> Anybody ever see this? You ever look at your dad and see the sadness in his eyes of what his life could have been? <laughs> you're kind of wondering, like, why aren't you just on the stage? But <laughs> hey, I'm on the stage. You ever ask your dad and about I'm that? I'm single because I'm 12. <laughs> you ever ask your dad about starting out with Dan Natterman? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Who's Dan Natterman? Yeah. He's like a moderately <laughs> successful comic. He's like one of those guys who um, he had like a Comedy Central presents in like the 90s, and now he oh, just yeah. like oh, lives yeah. at the uh, he lives at the cellar, and like that's just what he does. He was the dat fan of his time. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Hey, how was anyway, your... Anyway, Big Natiesman. If big, you see him, yeah. that's that's my nickname for him now. Big Natiesman. Because he drinks... Like oh, uh, John, I just want to interrupt this uh, podcast to let you know that Rangers got first pick this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, nice. Uh, Very <laughs> sad about them still. Uh, yeah, it's no good. <laughs> It's a real bobo situation. <laughs> hey, fellas, I heard you two went to the beach. Oh, did we ever? We did. I'm where did you hear that? Was it, was <laughs> it from the, the text, text where we answer? asked you to go? Well, I was, too, I was too embarrassed to tell you that I was both on my period and had my entire ass bruised dark purple from weird sex. So <laughs> I could not go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Wet ass pick 
blow. Anyway, wow. so how fantastic was stuff, guys. <laughs> another <time>. classic, <laughs> another classic balling out moment. <laughs> I'll be honest, that was not on the list of responses I expected. Coming yeah, I out thought really it was mostly but... like was sleepy, didn't feel like. It. No, I've been overbooked. Is <laughs> Oh yeah! At yeah, least some uh, of us are getting booked. Yeah, Stand up comedy, my god! <laughs> How but, um, yeah, so what's going on with these sports teams? Are they playing? Is it just like who they show up and then all get a terrible disease and then eventually go home? Um, sorta. So in baseball, it's been real fucked. Uh, it's been very interesting because one by one they're all losing their minds. Like uh, this guy in the Mets just left. In the middle of the night, he ghosted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday, there was a fist fight during the Astros game where everyone got <laughs> fucking a black eye. Like, everyone's just getting COVID. And then in hockey, they're just trying to have the playoffs in, like, a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really um, stuck on the visual image of Mr. Matt at a at a restaurant, and he's, he's ghosted, and he's getting stood up. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Matt, and, like, a single tear. He's like waiting for the guy, and he's like, he's coming. (laughs) He's coming. I have a baseball for a head. I'll have a whole (laughs) bottle of wine by myself. Did they ever do Mr. Matt in a mask? Oh, it's forbidden. Baseball's just like super fucked in general. Uh, That's the last taboo. Before the pandemic, they were already doing a bunch of shady things, and then like now it's just like extra bad. What do you mean? They were like selling Lucy's? Mm-hmm. They are. They make the most money out of any like major uh, sports corporation. And there's all this weird stuff with the players association and the union. And I don't know, John, am I, am I off base here? Like, um, no, you're not. Am off I base, leading? Katie, I, Katie, I think your ass is purple on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's purple because I put in the work. Yes, you're right, Alex. I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we arranged the, the first picks. <laughs> um, I, I have to confirm I did, in fact, find uh, within seconds of Googling it pictures of Mr. Matt and Mrs. Matt in Matt's uh, COVID masks. All right. But did, aren't they all getting sick? Like, all the yeah. baseball teams are all getting sick and shit. And yeah. it's so funny that Dr. Fauci, like, threw out the fucking first pitch. <laughs> well, the thing that I always thought was craziest was that he threw out the first pitch, and then Trump just couldn't let him throw out the first pitch. So he just made up the fact that the Yankees had asked him to throw out the first pitch. Yeah. And then they were like, no, we didn't do that. And he's like, I, you, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. Yeah. like, no, yeah. I, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find that you quite did. <laughs> yeah, actually, you weren't invited to the party, though. No, yeah. I just decided not to go. Sorry about that. I know you missed me. Is he a Yankees fan? Trump. This is like old news by this point, but it's just so funny to get in like a, a pointless squabble with the president of America. It is, yeah. It's just be like, I, I'll check my email, but I'll have you killed. I'll have you killed. Just say I did it. It's it's insane that it's like, it's so constant too, that he's like constantly in these like really petty battles with <laughs> random ass people. <laughs> I don't think it even happened once with another president. I can't think of another time. Like there was no like, 
old like Lincoln like getting into like a like an, a fiery op-ed battle with somebody over like whether or not phosphates were good for you. <laughs> like Howard, like uh, fucking, I don't know, uh, uh, the Martin Van Buren's just like, I will have you know that the local drunk at Barry's sanitarium is quite wrong when he says my hair reminds him of a butt plug. (laughs) As Mr. Roosevelt, your president, I'd like to remind you the Vanderbilt family is gay. (laughs) That's all for me. I can walk. (laughs) Dude, this is funny. I looked up Martin Van Buren and uh, his nickname, Little Magician. What? Oh, yeah. That's don't, a sexy nickname. Don't know why that is. <laughs> it's very funny, though, that they he, call him Little. Dude, you, you let him close the door up. on you? Yeah. The dude yeah. is like a, he gets, he's the president at some point, and they still call him, like, Little Magician. Yeah. <laughs> little Magician. <laughs> he, he gets you alone in the room, makes the magic happen. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Do you think, if you're a president and you're, like, five foot four, do you think you're... Like, do you, do you think that, like, fixes any insecurities you have about it? I guess it'd be person to person. Like, whether or not you, like, because you... Like, if you, you have a Napoleon kind of, syndrome and you're in charge. I right. think well, that I mean, is the ultimate, like... Yeah, they named it the Napoleon like, syndrome. That's, like, the worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, historians will point out his uh, Napoleon not actually that short. Right. Um, In retrospect, he's just like he's just Italian, French, which is what everyone is commenting on. Yeah, it does kind of he's feel from like the, Corsica. The the modern you know, the modern presidency with all the drones and 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 such. It does kind of feel like you instantly become the tallest man on the planet, right? Right. Yeah, as someone who's above six feet tall, I can tell you, I feel like the president every day. <laughs> <laughs> the main man, I call myself. <laughs> The head honcho. <laughs> head honcho. Yeah. So John. Yes. <laughs> how's your quarantine been? What have you been what have you been getting up to? You got any fun core hobbies? Um speaking to my cat as though she speaks English, which she does. Oh, of course. Doing it all the time over here personally. Uh now yeah. when you speak to your cat, um is it respectful or are you guys in like a s- series of constant disagreements? Um, it's mostly respectful except for the, uh, hotly contested subject matter of whether or not hands are toys. Hmm. Hands are not toys. Controversial. Firmly in team hands are not toys. She seems (laughs) on the fence about it. Yeah, this opposition (laughs) party. Yeah, it really falls along species lines in a lot of ways. Um, They're kind of a united front, the cats. Well, I just plug in this shit in, and Waffles took so many swipes at my hands because <laughs> I gave him this little throne next to the wall mm-hmm. just so he can watch the room. And he sits there, drunk on his power and his little fluffy little fluffy little pillow. And uh, if you try to plug in something behind you, he just wakes up from out of nowhere and just. Yeah, but that's because Waffles is a t- tyrant. <laughs> yeah, and you guys Let's have given him, him too much he control. Is. <laughs> he is. That apartment is too small for a cat that large. I liked Waffles at your old apartment. I thought he was cute, but as soon as you moved into that tiny apartment, I became terrified of him. At least he's out of shape now, so he can't, like, keep hurting you. Oh, 
So just you keep feeding him. He's only hurt you a little bit. Just make him really fat so he can't get that arm length anymore. Yeah, until right. so he can't get up on we'll top just, of the fridge again. Just, like, pull a misery on his ass. Just like... <laughs> He does get closer and closer to not making the jump to the fridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for the day he just flops off that thing. <laughs> That's going to be... He just gets real cocky on the counter all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm looking right at him. <laughs> <laughs> you have the weirdest relationship with him. <laughs> you, think you're, you think you're the president because you're tall? I'm tall. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Johnny! Yes. <laughs> yeah, we should have warned you that it's very loose these days. <laughs> yeah. When the temperatures rise over uh, eighty degrees on a daily basis, this becomes less of a podcast and more of just like recorded therapy sessions we have. <laughs> It's like more of a train of thought where secrets come out accidentally. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm excited for that. I got some secrets. Oh, Well, let's share secrets. Let's share them. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no. Everybody come up with a good one. I already told you guys about okay. my butt. I don't yeah, know what else true. you want from yeah, me. Yeah, Katie fair. started the secret section, really. <laughs> we didn't even know there was one. <laughs> Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of a dark secret. Uh, yeah, that yeah. I dare not utter. A twisted one. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, what's like from deep within? Stop being such fucking cowards. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, do I know any murders? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in a cool way, where it's like not a big deal. I say it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't you guys talk about your boys' beach trip instead of just oh, fucking wait, trying I, to cancel yourselves? Yeah, John, your story? secrets, please. Yeah. My secret. Uh, I've been uh, slowly uh, working to drive my downstairs neighbor insane. Hell really? Yeah. yeah. How is that working? What are you doing? It's great. Uh, she complained to management that Grandpa, that's my cat, makes too much noise uh, when mm-hmm. she runs around. So, it's a cat. What? Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's She's a weird old lady who sleeps with her uh, hear, uh, hearing aids in. Uh, so she just hears. Those are some good hearing aids. She just hears it ru- like run across this, what would be my floor, <laughs> but her ceiling. So I, I'd like to complain. I can hear every floor in the building. <laughs> yeah, because like, like Batman when he turns on the detective system. <laughs> right, like your cat has has to be like less than ten pounds, right? Yeah, no, she's a, she's a little girl. Uh, but what I have been doing is, I have a little security camera in my living room, and I turn it on, and then I put the cat in the living room for the night, and then I just make noise in my bedroom at night. <laughs> oh my god! So you then, have, what kind of noises? I just like make sure that like I drop my sandals off like the edge of the bed and stuff like that, so they make like clopping noises and stuff like that. And then she'll <laughs> complain to management, and then I'll be like, "No, here I have video footage that the cat was in the living room the whole time. I don't know what's what you're talking about." <laughs> she is hearing a ghost. That is a separate problem. <laughs> Perhaps you should get some busters in here. Just a suggestion. Do you ever get to the point of like just trying to do your own meow? 
<laughs> just really, <laughs> really participating in the harassment. I just, Ow. I just lay on the floor and purr as hard as I can. <laughs> I do meow at my cat a lot. Do you guys oh, do yeah. that? That's the only way to get through to them. Well, you <laughs> imitate them. Like when they're doing a really annoying one, you imitate it back at them. You're like, that's what you sound like. <laughs> yeah, I do do that. I just like <laughs> telling animals that they're pissed because they don't have thumbs, and I like to brag mm-hmm. about my dexterity to them. Right, 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 right. I'm like, You'll never be able to play Pokemon. I'm like, look at me opening this Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker wish. You wish you could open the treat bag. You never will, Taki. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to turn the handle on the door to go to the seafood market. Yep. Oh, what, you'd like to come? <laughs> You'll never come. Damn, this is some real soup brain conversation. It really is, yeah, man. I, um, Mo and I will, a lot of times, we'll, like, if we're, at, like, we're on our way out to the store, we'll ask Taki what he wants. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want, Tuna. <laughs> he doesn't even like tuna, but for whatever reason, it's very funny to say that to him. Yeah, well, it's the kind of thing that he would like if he could speak. He'd be like, "That degrades my people." Yeah, you know, it's like it's like racist comedy, but to a cat. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> you want tuna, don't you? you I know what tuna. you people eat. You eat tuna. Meow, 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 meow. Am I've I right? <laughs> I can't understand a word this guy's saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's all meow, 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 meow. It's all meow, meow, meow. It's all right. Hey, they'll be the superpower one day. You're just saying that to the cat. <laughs> you know that there's more genius cats than there are Americans? <laughs> <laughs> to flesh out this character, this is a man who thinks cats are going to take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moment. <laughs> And you at home, whatever it is that you're thinking is our racial analog for this bit, just go ahead and uh, just empty that out of your brain. We're not thinking of anybody. (laughs) As my friend Dane Cook says, he goes, uh, if you're thinking (laughs) that it's racist to to other people and you're looking around and you don't know who that people is, you're the racist. Yeah, the racist. He does say that a lot. Someone shit on the coats. Wow, your friend Dane Cook sounds really smart. Yeah, and you just watched a uh, movie with your friend Dane Cook, didn't you? You just watched uh, Torgasm, right? Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. I didn't watch it with him. I watched, he was no, in it. No, of course not, but he's in it, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to watch it. He lived it. He lived it, that's true, with his friend Gary Goldman, who you never met, oddly enough. I don't think I ever have, actually. No, I've even just though looked you, at him you from grew afar. up with Dane Cook. <laughs> but you never <laughs> met Gary Goldman. <laughs> That was one of Dane's weird things, is he was like, never talk to Gary Goldman. No, he's very protective <laughs> Gary of Gary. Gary is my friend. <laughs> you don't fucking talk to Gary. <laughs> you sit in the corner with Jay Davis and you wait. <laughs> Do not make eye contact. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm picturing Gary Goldman yeah. on like a like a king's throne. <laughs> with like a scepter. <laughs> like a big crown. <laughs> I had a, um, yeah, I had a I, big I, uh, comedy realization about because of that show, which was well before I started doing comedy. It taught me that I like watching people fail at comedy more than I liked watching them succeed. Oh yes, 
That is, I think everyone feels that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unless you just, or at least everyone who at least does it is like, watching failure is better than yes. a successful comedy set. Sure, uh, everybody who does it likes to watch a bomb. I like yeah. it when it's someone I think deserves to feel that shame. Like, if it's someone I'm rooting for, it, it I get that. Is there like a German word when you're embarrassed on someone's behalf? That, um... Shame to fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whatever that is, uh, yeah, I, I have experienced that. But if it's someone who I think is a prick or someone who's like up their own ass, I do get a very sick thrill out of watching right. that bomb happen. And that's I, when I really I, like it. I do that um, laugh. I have several laughs, but the cruelest one I have is an Edna Krabappel single H A in the dark. Oh, I'm, I'm familiar. Not, <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> It is not Katie a, has a knob, and she turns it all the way to cruel laugh. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the joke. I'm laughing that they thought the joke was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and dumb people think it's encouraging. You know, I love watching my friends bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like it my so, closest I like watching friends. Bomb so I love much. it. I'll even watch. I enjoy watching myself bomb, kind of. Like really? a little bit. If you can, re- if it's like really bad, it becomes funny again to me while it's happening. Yeah, that's, oh, that's true. true. Yes, in the moment, yes, I will yeah. never like listen back to that tape ever. Yeah, but it's like no, that's self harm. <laughs> you know, like when everything's going so wrong in your life that you start having fun again. That's like a microcosmic version of that, where you're like, right, okay, yeah. let's get loosey goosey. The sun's dying. Who cares? Oh, right. I'm getting kicked out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I remember really enjoying um, when I was like first starting out in comedy, especially like really enjoying watching people who are really good bomb. Yes. Yeah. Like people I know are like fucking killers, just watching them bomb and just being like, look, they bomb too. <laughs> Everybody bombs. <laughs> it's very therapeutic to remember. It's it's Sometimes. true. They all bomb. Yeah, you I know what's the funniest like, thing though is that all stand-up comedy is the most embarrassing thing ever done. So, it really is, dude. So even when you're good at it, it's fucking embarrassing. I was Just thinking about that, that with the mind. Jake thing, where like uh, with like Luis Gomez, and he's like, um, and he's saying like, uh, I sucked a fake dick for a bit on a podcast. You ate cum for real for money. I'm like, yours is way lamer. You're yeah. a stand-up comedian. That's so bad. Yeah, Jake had a threesome with two beautiful straight women. Extreme. <laughs> Extremely attractive women. Oh, shit. <laughs> he had a great time. Oh, my God. You all can visually confirm that he nutted. Like, everything about it sounds great. Oh, my God. I'm such a fucking dumbass. I replied to that thread without thinking, and then I got my whole day stolen from Oh, me. yeah, of course. Yeah. You, really, you really got your ass painted purple on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was cool because yeah. I just immediately blocked everyone, so all I saw were like cute trans girls giving me compliments, and I'm like, this is <laughs> That's great. Nice. Uh, that's a nice way I don't to know do what it. they said, but I don't deserve it. <laughs> I was having fun. They were all DMing me for some reason after I... I put one thing in there where I just said, Jake fucked hot chicks, that's not embarrassing. And I got like probably 50 DMs from weird Jake people. And they all were just like, you fucking, you loser, you homo, like you fucking think that's sex and whatever. And literally oh, every one of them. DMs? They just like start posting hot pictures of me and being like, look at this bitch. Oh yeah, I'm that like, was funny. And I'm like, I got more if you want. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you're like, I posted that publicly two days ago. I like that picture. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you think I, you're doing I, to me? <laughs> oh, you got my ass. 
<laughs> no, but I got all these DMs of these dudes making fun of me and whatever. And I just every single one of them, I was just like, hey, I just I I hope Lewis fucks you or whatever it is that you want. And then I would just block them. <laughs> <laughs> Feels great. <laughs> yeah, I just blocked them. Uh, and yeah, like all I saw were these girls giving me compliments and then like uh, balling out boys just like dunking on people. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It was like a Harlem Globetrotters event. <laughs> this- <laughs> we got everyone. We got trans girls. We got <laughs> simps. We got smart ass DSA. We got a guy in a hardcore metal shirt on the right side of good. Everyone's yeah. And they're all the doing mix. every kind of dunk you ever saw. <laughs> every dunk you can think of, they're doing girls. it. <laughs> we even got Samantha Ruddy in the mix. Everybody's here. Yeah, man. Is that Sam the Ruddy. Washington Generals? <laughs> <laughs> The draft is in, and everyone's pro-com. Let's go. <laughs> this is the closest to, like, if you were a minor lord in the 1400s and your king got in a small skirmish. It's so you know, all the different, I, I all the different realms. I my king. That's horrible. Yeah, we're bannermen. <laughs> you can't choose your king, Katie. Oh, I guess that's We're all true. bannermen for Jake. Oh, I hate it. You know that uh, Jake has the divine blood for the cum has blessed him. His heart is an eagle. (laughs) (laughs) The sun fucked Jake. (laughs) (laughs) They say Jake's great grandfather fucked Prometheus or something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never know. We weren't there. Yeah. Man, all right. Are well, so that's mad. almost exactly a half hour, so we could <laughs> fantastic segue over now. What's the deal with going to the post office? Hi, it's me, Jerry Seinfeld. I was talking to Elaine the other day, and she was saying, "Jerry, check out this Weeb podcast. You'll love it. It's got all your." favorite supermans but of an oriental design her words so i checked it out and i do love the balling out super podcast i think i'll support them with my cars money by buying a shirt and then subscribing to their patreon i like an eagle come like a tree fly like an eagle (laughs) anyway um, Home like a tree. Come I'm, like a tree. Uh, opening up my notes. Hold on. All right. Because they have nuts. Uh, Hell yeah! Right. We Peanuts grow on a tree, have don't any they? Terrible paid ads this week, do we? No. Great. Thank God. Wait. Before we get around to that, I think peanuts grow on a bush. Okay. But I think all nuts come from trees. Peanuts. Oh, that's right. Because peanuts are legumes, nuts. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so right. Watch tree your nuts. Fucking that's mouth. a thing, right? Yes, tree nuts versus bush nuts. That's a stand-up comedy classic. (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of bush nuts over here. Y'all ever notice bush nuts be walking like this? (laughs) Every group of friends has one bush nut, and if you're looking around and you don't know who it is, you're the bush nut. It's you, you're the bush nut. Uh, Ladies, if he makes you pay on a first date, you might be dating a bush nut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) She knows what I I'm love Eliza about. Schlesinger. You know, when you get guys together, we're always going to talk about one thing, one thing, and that is, would you eat a tree nut for a million dollars? I know but you I'm have like an allergy. super hot, but I'm like, 
actually kind of a tree nut gal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love pizza. Uh, okay. Do you know anybody with nut allergies? I dated this girl with a peanut allergy, and I wanted to have fun with it, but she kept assuring me she would die. When did you date someone that wasn't your wife, Alex? There was like a six-month break period where I <laughs> visited different women of different medical anomalies. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Your hall pass to go visit allergies of the world. Yeah, to go to I the fucking to- allergy ward. <laughs> Go You're to just the walking hospital, down the pick hospital. all the talent. <laughs> <laughs> Going room to room. Just swagging an EpiPen like daddy's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Does this get your wet ass piccolo going? You do, your wet you ass peanut. Save you? I can save you. It'll save your life. <laughs> John, do you have any uh, tree nut riffs before we get into this? I do not. <laughs> Sick. And we are closing the forum. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Am I going to talk about Dragon Ball now? Oh, you sure are. (laughs) The title of this episode is A Touch and Go Situation. Gohan, protect the four-star ball. A touch and go situation. It's touch and go because we're laid up with COVID in a hospital. No, it's because Vegeta is just throwing a shit fit this whole episode. (laughs) Is it me, or is that an extremely 90s title for this Dragon Ball episode? Uh, I mean, people say touch and go still, but But like... It's usually like when a loved one's dying in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, or like just like situations are touch and go. Like, it's more serious. But also, it just seems like a very like weirdly slang-heavy title Uh for for Dragon Ball. (laughs) Check this. Gohan in trouble. (laughs) I was going to ask, do all titles have, like, a second sentence to them? Yes. They do? Okay. They all have two. (laughs) They don't want any of them to roll off the tongue. That's the last thing you want with a title. You want to really flesh out the plot, but also not get anyone too excited about what's about to happen. (laughs) Throw a question in there. Um... Last episode ended abruptly, so they decided to start it just as abruptly with Vegeta literally mid-sentence. Um, <laughs> Vegeta, who has just killed Zarbon, finished his thought from last episode because you rudely cut him off. He says, uh, yeah, if defeating Frieza was as easy as teaming up, and he's referring to old Zarbon... Uh, who I is dead now? Who is dead? I would have done it already. <laughs> anyway, finish that thought. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I guess I didn't have to tell you because I just murdered you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I guess there was twenty seconds left in the episode they didn't know how to fill. He looks at Krillin, and he's like, "Look, who's gotten more power?" Because uh, if you guys recall, Krillin got a loving head scratch from the uh, Grand Elder Numekian, and he got leveled up, but it didn't do anything. Right. Krillin. The most useless power-up in the entire series of Dragon Ball. It literally does nothing. Um, Krillin Never comes back. And Bulma cower, because, you know, Vegeta's just been mass-murdering this whole time. Right. And Krillin says, uh, you know, I think it's stupid <laughs> to think that you would respect a deal, but here I go trying anyway. If I give you this ball like a coward, will you let us live? And he's like, sure, it's my birthday. <laughs> I mean, not as much as last episode, but Vegeta is in top form still. He really is. He's this. having so much fun. You and never know what he's going to do. He's really uh, 
he's really on one. <laughs> this is probably in in a in like a parade, a veritable parade of of pathetic Krillin moments. This is probably the. the the most like upsetting to watch. It was so upsetting to watch because like I know we rag on Krillin a lot because it's funny or whatever, but at least like early Krillin has some spunk and like you know he has some shit going for him. But this episode right. really was like, damn dude, you really love to get your balls stepped on. Like that's all you do all day long. Like Krillin's the kind of guy that like you know eighteen has to keep her eye on him because he's easily like finding himself in weird financial domination situations yes, absolutely. where he like gives some random lady his credit card. <laughs> right. She, she can't leave him alone at the mall because he's going to like go to one of those weird middle kiosks and like buy some Israeli sea salt or some shit. Yeah. Like, he just like can't be trusted. Yeah. He immediately hands over the ball and, and like, you know, Vegeta flies away. Cause he's like, Oh great. I got all seven now. Bye bitch. And then, um, Bulma's like, listen, uh, I don't want to, like, make a big thing out of this, but you really fucked up. Like, that sucked. Like, you really fucking suck. And yeah, she, like, lets it go for a little while. <laughs> and Krillin is like, what choice did I have? He was going to kill us. What? Am I going to try and defend us and save the world? No, I'm going to give him the ball. Plus, I have an ace in the hole. A five-year-old boy. <laughs> 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 who we've sent to do an errand I'm gonna teach him stand up comedy and starting this young he's gonna be the best one people are gonna love how it kind of coyly hints at pedophilia all the time they'll turn to each other after the punchlines they'll be like from the mouths of babes they'll say that <laughs> over and over now John we've been sitting with this franchise a long time but do you feel like we're being too hard on Krillin no I was very unimpressed with him to be uh, in this, and also unimpressed with the fact that his eyes don't have any whites, that bothers the hell out of me for some reason. I don't know. I get hung up on little things. He doesn't have a nose. That's usually <laughs> where I draw the line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't trust. Not even up. a little one. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be horrifying to see up close, like a burn yeah. victim. There's nothing funny yeah. about that. <laughs> I wonder if it's like supp we're supposed to be thinking that, like in real life, he has like dark yellow eyes. Like those, like, like really unhealthy-looking ones. Yeah. No, like when you have like gl like glaucoma or something. Like when you have, like, oh, so he's just he's jaundiced. You're, you're saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just he sick. has hepatitis A at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always sharing blood, Gohan. <laughs> just for fun, not even to get high. <laughs> so. uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just got very distracted with that riff. Uh, so they, uh, he's like, anyway, uh, I hope that, you know, guy who's murdered entire planets of people doesn't cross our five-year-old boy. I guess it'll work out. Meanwhile, Gohan scoots along with a four-star ball, and he suddenly senses Vegeta's power. Oh, no! He jumps This took me a minute to remember, but Gohan... Uh, important to the plot this episode, found Vegeta's stashed away Dragon Ball because he has a dragon radar. So right. he knew it was right. in the ocean and went and got it. And so he hides and, and tries to repress his power. And Vegeta is up in the air and he senses it. And he's like, not this time, bitch. I <laughs> sense it. I know you're there, whoever you are. And uh, he does a very Vegeta thing where he's like, all right, you can hide. I'll just start leveling everything then. 
So insane. He, he starts to uh, gear up his, his uh, cannon hand, and Gohan has to think quick on his feet, and he starts thinking. He's like, what do I do? Krillin would say, I shouldn't do shit. <laughs> this is usually like when you think of your motivating sensei, like Goku being like, you got this, Gohan, or like Master Roshi would be like, use your power. But instead he thinks of Krillin being like, let's just like... If we just leave quietly, maybe we won't. They won't notice we were here, and like <laughs> we can just delete those tweets, and no one will know we said them. Uh, and he's like, "Go no. on quickly, give all your money to the girl at the comic book store to go to art school. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. Take out your wallet." So. <laughs> Gohan thinks on his feet, and he hides the ball behind a cliff and jumps up, and he's like, no, it's me. I'm here. Look at me go. What do you guys think of this move? I thought this was extremely chowder-brained. Yes. I can't believe it works. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? So, I mean, I get why he did it, but this... I'm going to get into why this really frustrated me. So Vegeta's well, like... I mean, he's like blasting a big open canyon. It'll probably be a while. I don't think you'll get everywhere. <laughs> I... <laughs> so Gohan jumps up. Vegeta immediately flies over, and because uh, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna shoot the gun hand now. Hope no little babies are hiding in here." He's like, "No," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're the last person I thought it'd be. I thought it was some Frieza Force jackoff, aren't you, Kakarot's kid?" And he's like, y- "Yeah." My yeah. dad's gonna kick your ass! And he flies, <laughs> and he's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a Dragon Ball, a token of friendship from your little cuck bitch friend. And he's like, no, you killed him, you killed him! And he's like, <laughs> once again, I told you it's my birthday, and I let him live, because I'm really fun like that. Plus, the one time in the entire show, Vegeta did not kill someone yeah. <laughs> of his own volition. And Gohan has the smarts to play dumb he's like oh no now now you have all seven don't look an inch behind me where the dragon ball <laughs> yeah. is he has this hidden like three feet away from them well, just like e- behind a hill it gets even worse because then vegeta flies over to him stands right in front of him where he could easily if he just looked a quarter of an inch to the left see this he sees Gohan's dragon radar and he's like what is that and he goes a clock (laughs) loved it and he's like yeah you dumbass earthlings would have a clock and I'm like you're not gonna gonna investigate any of this you've killed entire races entire universes (laughs) pretty big clock that's weird Kids these days Maddening. always on their phones. <laughs> Clickety clack. He then says, I got a message for your dad. Kicks the shit out of Gohan, steps on his neck. Five year old boy, by the way. Yes, and yes, yes. And he's like, Take that, you shit bitch. Take a nap. I. How did he not see the Dragon Ball there when he was beating him up? Like, just physically. The way he does this, too, is like, it's done with the same mentality you have giving, like, a wedgie to a friend. <laughs> he is so glib about it the entire time, just stepping on this child's head. <laughs> And before that, he does that weird thing where he, like, touches his face, and he's like, we're a special dying breed, the three of us. (laughs) Anyway, time to kick a child. (laughs) (laughs) 
Spit when, in my mouth. <laughs> Basically. When, when he need him in the chest, uh, that's where my uh, TV froze for 35 uninterrupted seconds, and I couldn't stop laughing at just that image. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty intense. He, uh, he takes off and doesn't see the four-star Dragon Ball like a dumbass. Uh, meanwhile, our old pal Goku is still training in a spaceship. <laughs> what he's decided to do is to blast him in the cell, his self in the face with a beam. So he shoots a beam, it scoots around the spaceship, it blasts himself, and then he's like, ow, that hurts. And uh, <laughs> then he eats a sensu bean. And yeah. he's like, all right, let's do it again. Two more days. Let's go. Beep, beep. Set it up hat. again, folks. Uh, first of all, very stupid idea to be shooting off beams in your, like, pressurized cabin. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. No, this was insane. <laughs> Goku is flying through space, which they try to just paper over, but it's extremely dangerous. And it, he does... Something they never do in the show in, like, a fight, which is do the wanted curve with a beam, where you, like, twist your hand at the last second and it goes in a circle. Right. We've never seen them do that. I, it, I, and then he, he, like, aren't sensu beans a limited resource? Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say, is, like, you blasted yourself too hard and now you're going to waste, like, an extremely valuable resource going forward. You're about to, like, <laughs> lose several of your friends in the Frieza fight. Okay, but we can agree that uh, wins are made in the off season, and Goku is a natural athlete, and so you have to put in those reps now. And in addition, we just learned from Vegeta that when you almost kill yourself, you get way stronger because right. of um, Once again, race theory. He's just catching <laughs> himself in space. Just like, oh, I'm so close to dying, dog. Ooh. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love being this close to death. Oh. I wonder if he's like a like a weird, like depressed jock character. You know, like the, the kids on like the football team who like secretly confide in you where they're just like, I think about killing myself constantly. I, uh, I wanted to dance. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was never was good at football, so this is what we're doing. He thought he thought it was important that I go out, I fight a dinosaur, I get a big fish by its tail and swing it around and <laughs> cause mischief across America. I just wanted to be in the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, Yeah, but I feel like a more realistic story would be they send Goku to space and then his uh, cruel, tragic understanding of technology immediately caused him to breach the cabin and kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah, they keep showing uh, close-ups of the walls and floors cracking, and I'm like, how is he just not dead? Those what? are good floors. Because <laughs> he, he sends the beam at himself, it goes around the ship and hits him in the back, and that's training. But we know that when the beam hits stuff from every fight in the show, it's a huge explosion. So the tiling on that is impeccable. Yeah. Shout out to the Tylers at Capsule Corporation and uh, just the working man. Shout out to the working man. <laughs> shout out, yeah, shout nice. out. <laughs> Meanwhile, Krillin paces around. Where is Gohan? Where is he? We got to get out of here. Bulma's packed up the whole damn camp into little pills. I hope he didn't run into Vegeta. Ooh, I got the hiccups. <laughs> uh, then Boo. suddenly in the sky. <laughs> thank you, Alex. 
<laughs> it didn't work, but I appreciate it. I'll try again when uh, you least expect it. Uh, Krillin sees a beam in the sky, but guess what? It's Gohan. He's made it back with the four-star Dragon Ball. He's so happy to see him. He laughs and laughs because he's a five-year-old boy with war trauma. Uh, hey, guys, guess what? I ran into Vegeta on the way back, but I uh, tricked him in a, 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 a fucking monkey shine. Isn't that great? I'm so lucky. And they're like, we need to get the fuck out of here. We got to run now. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a fucked up village, Vegeta laughs at the lake. Oh, my Dragon Ball is here. I'm going to go get my Dragon Ball. Time to take a dip in this pool and look for my Dragon Ball. Oh, fuck. It's gone. Oh, fuck. There was a kid before with a clock. It wasn't a clock. I'm a dumbass. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I noticed in this that he never um, uh, blames himself at all. Despite this completely 100% being on him, he's just like, well, that it little been a clock. <laughs> that little been a clock. child, that cruel kid. What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> He's what? never like he's never like Vegeta you fucking idiot. Why didn't you check? Stupid, stupid. That's what you are. <laughs> he doesn't beat himself up for even a second. He like never loses his confidence. Who would lie to me about a clock on my birthday? <laughs> I I mean this is how you know that Vegeta is a full-on, like, clinical-grade narcissist because not only does he not take the blame, it enrages him that anybody would, like, lie to him, even though yeah. he's been murdering everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Their best fucking friend, Vegeta. Yeah. Oh, to, be, to, to bring this back to comedy, he's like one of those comics who will, like, bomb and then be like, that room fucking sucks! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those eyes they draw him with right after this that are like bright oh my red God. lightning bolt eyes. Yeah, powerful Ashley Gavin eyes. <laughs> yeah, God he damn. goes into rage mode. He's going to kill them. He goes white with rage. He loses his pupils. He's going on a fucking like anger button mash rant as he flies through mountains and streams and shit, just blowing so cool. everything up. He's super pissed. There's so pissed. much angry flying this episode, I'm realizing. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Six. They do it multiple times. He lands at the little tunnel where our friends used to be kiting. Guess what? They're not there. He crawls into the cave. They're not there. He blows up the whole fucking plateau. And he's like, oh, why would anyone... Oh, God, oh. It wasn't a clock! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have time on it. <laughs> oh, dude, it'd be cool to have like a uh, like a flavor flav clock necklace, but it's the dragon radar. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Who's gonna start it? Who's Me? gonna start wearing it? I Who's will. Who's gonna do it? I'll do it. Needless to say, it's Katie. <laughs> <laughs> MC purple ass. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so Vegeta, you know, does his breathing exercises that Dr. May taught him. And uh, then he's like, okay, well, I still have six out of seven. So these motherfuckers are going to have to find me at some point. Meanwhile, go on and Krillin find a crevasse. And Bulma's like, um, I don't want to sleep in the crevasse with you boys. And they're like, good news. You don't <laughs> have to, bitch. We're, We're leaving you in this crevasse. <laughs> 
They're like, yeah, actually, we're going to take off so an old man can pet Gohan and give him the power. <laughs> and then Krill- and she's like, what? And then Krillin laughs maniacally for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, Krillin... Krillin did look bad at the beginning of this episode, but let's keep in mind, Bulma has done nothing but be racist to Namekians and then just kind of shit on all of her roommates for the last 10 episodes. She hasn't been really helpful. It's like one of those situations where you're like, all right, I know Bulma sucks, but if we invite her to the party, she'll pay for everything. So we just (laughs) got to put up with it. Also, she went through all the trouble of learning Namekian with Mr. Popo. That has not come up at all. Not once. Never came up. We spent a whole episode with Mr. Popo kind of inferring Namekian sounds in an uncomfortable way. And it turns out they just speak English for some reason. Yeah. Meow, 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 Bulba. (laughs) That's what they sound like. Maybe... Mr. Popo was just trolling her because he was so sick of her being racist to him all the time. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm going to teach this bitch a fake language. So the first thing she does <laughs> when she meets someone is like, oh, hello, Namekian. Meow, 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 meow. And they're like, what the uh, fuck did you just say to what me? Is, what is this? <laughs> what year oh. do you think it is? <laughs> uh, we don't let people do that anymore. Meanwhile, <laughs> Upper West Side gay villain Frieza swishes wine slowly in a glass <laughs> as Fantastic he Frieza episode outside the window. Zabon has not returned home, which means one of two things. He's no longer interested in getting his ass blasted open, or he has failed me. Either way, what a mess. If, meanwhile, the one, like, normal dude, there's, like, just a regular guy on uh-huh. Frieza Voice. Right, yeah. How did a regular guy end up there? Uh, he just had, like, a really wonder. good internship. Like yeah. his, his, It opens doors, for sure. Like, if yeah. you can get on Frieza Force and, like, maybe just, like, stick around and, like, you're just, like, really quick with the coffee... Um, it's going to open a lot of doors for you later on. Maybe that move, that script you got on your cabinet, maybe that just ends up at Frieza's cabinet one day because you're late to work. Maybe he he, he picks it up. Uh, Frieza's like, if I knew this would happen, I would have sent for the Ginyu Force way sooner. The Ginyu Force? Who's that? Oh, I wonder what that is! Meanwhile, Jeets uh, is just like looking at his balls and like just brooding. He's like, damn, those earthlings really have a radar. They're going to come for me, but I'll be able to kick their asses. So whatever. And then he it's looks not a up clock. and a big old red beam shoots across the sky. And he's like, oh, looks like Frieza's throwing a shit fit. Ah, so cool. I Frieza love this. He's throwing a shit fit. He cocoons himself into a bean cannon and just randomly is blowing shit up because he's <laughs> bored. So Frieza clear and he's Vegeta like... are the same dude. They just get pissed off and fucking drive. <laughs> <laughs> I we love just that guy. <laughs> Frieza just like aimlessly rage beaming out the window is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> just Red giant beams. <laughs> It's two in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like swearing and Vegeta, you insect. Because they're the same guy. You know, they're so turned on by the sight of each other. They just want to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, there's like Frieza's anger beams are setting up tremors and Bulma has one job 
which is to watch the Dragon Ball, and she <laughs> seems to not be able to do it. And uh, Frieza's just leveling the planet, and uh, he's uh, Vegeta realizes, oh god, I gotta settle this before Frieza gets more scouters, so I gotta go kick some ass. Uh, Goku pants and space, and uh, he does a Kaoken, and... Uh, and then it's like a little light glow beam. And then he makes a red beam, Kamehameha style. And he shoots himself on both sides. And he blocks it this time. Yeah. And he's like, wow, all that hard work paid off of me blowing myself up in space. Meanwhile, Lord I didn't F- die, he says. Lord <laughs> Frieza says, wow, the Ginyu Force will be here soon. Look forward to that next episode. I'm going to get your ass Vegeta. And then the announcer goes, what is the Ginyu Force? Well, here they come. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. And then <laughs> it's the Who end of the Who is the Ginyu Force? Look at this footage of a spaceship driving in a way that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just zigzagging around space for no reason. <laughs> yep. That's um, the end. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. Uh, all right, let's uh, rate the episode. Do an email. Get out of here. Out of seven Dragon Balls. Alex? Wow. Thanks for having me. I love the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this one. It was pretty good. There was a lot of drama and a lot of angry flying, which I could frankly see more of because it's very relatable. And I'm going to give it. I'll give this one four out of seven. All right, Johnny. Yeah. Um, I was really fascinated with the uh, opening in media res of killing that weird crocodile-looking thing. Um, oh. <laughs> and he does look like a crocodile, doesn't he? <laughs> there's a lot of explosions, and uh, I'll give it a five. <laughs> All right, nice, Katie. Yeah, because it's high impact, even if it's not a fight. Uh, I was gonna say there's so much good Vegeta shit talking this episode. Really, a great episode for Vegeta just being a grade A prick, and for that, I give it five out of seven. Nice. Um, I have to say, I actually really liked this episode a lot. Uh, it had a lot of what I like from the show. Um. A lot of fun little capers going on right now in the Namek story. A lot of stakes, a lot of logic, you know, a lot of ins and outs of the case. Um, and the way they have Frieza fly is very innovative and cool. It's very fun. A lot of a lot of fun angry beaming, a lot of fun angry people. Uh, I'm going to give it a nice six out of seven Dragon Balls. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Character development is a beam in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. It's time for Dragon Ball. Give me some of that Dragon Email time. Uh, this is a follow-up. Uh, John, for your reference, last week uh, somebody wrote in for Katie's birthday and asked us a question about a regional New York delicacy uh, cold cheese pizza. My co-hosts went off on me that I was wrong about what he was talking about. And I'm going to go ahead and read this email from Dan Fogarty. Thanks for the birthday, love. Jeremy was right. Oh, God. Oh, sure. I meant the cold cheese slice from Little Vincent's in Huntington, New York. Well, I've A few of my friends who grew up on Long Island are very passionate about it. They're very passionate about it. 
Who who controls the emails? Um, they made it. They made it out to be this quintessential Long Island experience, but I guess it's not really. Um, it's just for so, the record, I have never had it. I did, however, experiment with making one in my kitchen last week using a frozen pizza and fresh store-bought fresh mozzarella. Not a good idea. Uh, I don't personally recommend trying that. Well, okay. I'm so glad. in some ways, we can all win on this one. Try it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry for gaslighting Jeremy, uh, who actually knew what we were talking about. But yeah, like, I mean, I don't think that's a quintessential Long Island thing. That's like literally just Huntington, which uh, <laughs> is on the South Shore. No, it's not. John, you're also from is the it? great state of Massachusetts. No, it's on is the North right? Shore. Oh, it's uh, on the yes, North Shore? Never and, mind. And then, <laughs> I, uh, then I grew up a lot of time, a lot of my life in New York. So I kind of straddled both sides of this divide. The two genders. The two genders. <laughs> Massachusetts and New York. <laughs> <laughs> but you you haven't tasted this cold cheese pizza that they're talking about? No, but I heard about it somewhere else Probably last from week. Oh, last was week. It show? Interesting. Was it us? <laughs> it may very well have been, but it, it was definitely a podcast. But I'm not sure. It could very well have been this podcast. It's a Legion of Skanks <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and a long discussion about cold cheese pizza. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for writing in and validating me. Uh, yeah. You happen to be the person who does jingles. Maybe, I don't know, here's an idea. A Jeremy was right jingle. How does no. that sound? Don't do that. Don't do that. There is no, no, we, we will no. never need it. Yeah, this is the one time where we'll ever happen again. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, how about some plugs? Johnny, what do you got going on? I guess just my Twitter, uh, John John Phenom. Anything I have to promote, which is few and far between, uh, is going to be posted about there. So just check me out on Twitter, John John Phenom. Nice. Alex. I am on Twitter at Patak Jokes, and that's where I put all of the things I do. And you can listen to Pod Damn Americar. My other podcast, and you can subscribe to Patreon.com for one or both of those shows for extra episodes and my only job right now. <laughs> so think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Katie? You could find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Please subscribe to the Ball and Out Super Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much debt to pay. They want to hear you say it. They don't trust me. <laughs> they know I've, I, I speak lies. Yeah, please subscribe to our Patreon, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Um, check out Generation Lost this week. We watched The White Ribbon, um, which is an okay movie. Um, and okay. Uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super. <laughs> yeah, I've got a white ribbon for you. The cold cheese on top of these fictional pizzas. <laughs>